Hi, it's Rennie Jew, the Holistic Health Hotline. Uh, we're going to talk about kids today because I've had a lot of requests um, regarding how to teach children holistic health. And, of course, you know, the children of our world are suffering from a lot of different things. And the children in our country are suffering from weather-related problems and financial problems that affect the family and the family's health and their health. So I, I just think it's important that people, um, since we're not taking very good care of ourselves, really, that we start taking care of the kids. And uh, and there are ways to teach children holistic health. You, you of course, have to start with yourself. Um, you are the best example for your children, for your students if you're a teacher, for your kids that come into the hospitals if you're a nurse or a doctor, for um, your neighbor's kids. You're the best example, but you start very early. That's the most important thing. You start when they're just after they're born, really teaching them holistic health. Um, from the time they start getting teeth, you you know you massage the gums. You almost brush them as if the teeth are there, even because they are. They're underneath the gums. They're not out yet, but they're there, and you're helping the channels for the teeth. Um, to, to align themselves to know which way the teeth are supposed to grow just by doing that with with your finger. Just a little finger in there and, and massaging the gum upward um, helps the teeth to find the right path. Uh, it's a guide, right? Just like we are as parents, we're guides. And it's important to, to uh, <laughs> understand that role, I guess. Um, it, you don't give your babies Coke in a bottle, Coca-Cola or Pepsi-Cola. I've seen that so often, six-month-old babies in a carriage with Coke in their bottles instead of fresh, good, clean water. That's the most important thing to have, the important water. And it doesn't have to be sugar water. If you teach them to drink water, they'll drink the water. They don't need to have all the sugar and get addicted to the sugar. Um, of course, the, the the first, I guess, most important thing is don't give them the vaccinations. And I did have somebody write me um, uh, Sunday, if you listen to this. I can't answer all my emails all the time. It's just too much. But uh, it, I had done a podcast some time ago about vaccines, and you can look it up just by hitting the uh, podcast page. And we talked about what those vaccines actually do and how to try to avoid them. And one of the ways, other than your doctors, which oftentimes will not give you the excuse, um, is to is to use your religion. If you are not in a religion that will help you do that, to have your own religion, which is not that hard to do. It doesn't always cost $25. It depends on where you are. It's a state law kind of thing for churches. But um, if you can incorporate as a church, a 501c3 nonprofit church, um, it shouldn't cost you that much money. Some, it might, I don't know what differences make anyway. If it's going to keep you safe from giving your kids vaccinations, then you do that. And you can listen to that whole podcast about vaccinations. You shouldn't, yeah, don't give your kids the vaccinations. We didn't get them, did we? If we're over 40, um, you didn't get MMRs and all these things and, and DPTs as a baby. And guess what? You're still alive and you're listening to me. And you probably didn't even get any of the diseases. I did. I got whooping cough and mumps and measles and, and uh, I don't know, scarlet fever and chicken pox and everything else. But it, what it did is it increased the strength of my immune system. 
Um, so I'll probably live to be 120, uh, rather than being depressed at the age of 11 and on Zoloft or something. So there's a lot of things you need to listen to on that particular podcast. Like I said, just scroll down to the ones that say vaccines or vaccinations, and you'll learn a lot from there. I don't want to take the time on this one. But you start, you really start when the baby is first born to teach them holistic health. And you start with yourself. So if you're planning on having children a long time before you make that decision, you need to be taking care of you and your partner, man or woman, doesn't matter. Both genes, gene sets are going into this new creation and both people are responsible for making sure that the chemistry in their bodies is not going to affect the chemistry in the baby's body. And if you're not doing that, or if only one of you is doing that, then why are you having children? It's not a very nice thing to do. It's not um, It's not something that you should be doing to another human being if you're not taking care of you um, and not putting chemicals in your body and things like that, then, then you shouldn't be having kids, period. You know, and that's not just for money. That's not because of the health care system and how we're going to have to take care of these kids. It's just very inhumane. Um, so start there before you even conceive of this child. Once the child is born, do the things I'm talking about. And when it comes to food, use only natural foods, and you eat them too. And the child will want to be just like you and eat the natural foods and drink their water. You can teach them how to stretch. You stretch their little bodies when they're when they're just infants. You can start stretching them and massaging their legs and arms and getting their circulation going and keeping their joints nice and flexible, um, helping their bones and their spines to form aligned so that they don't have problems later with, with back alignments because they're, they're very soft, so they haven't, like, the bones haven't hardened yet. And so it's a real good time to um, help align all those, those different parts of the body, but especially the spine. Just do some gentle massage and, and stretches. And then you do your stretches. And as the child continues to grow, the child will copy you. Looking at the whole body, not just their face in the mirror saying how ugly they are or how beautiful they are, not just their hairdo, not just their lipstick as they become teenagers, but the whole body. Understanding their relationship to the earth. Take them outside. Let them sit on the ground. They don't have to sit in chairs. They don't have to watch television and play Xbox games. You know, they can learn about nature. And learning about nature is automatic because we are nature. And it puts you back in touch with that nature. And once they get in touch with it, they'll never want to leave it. It's um, It'll be part of their lives. And, and then once they get into school, of course, they'll run into peer pressure because everybody else is on... Dimatap or Benadryl and other medications and they're getting their vaccines and they're told when they get a cold they have to run to the doctor and here's your child who says no and you know and looks like the outsider and the one who doesn't know what he or she is talking about just keep supporting them and show them how it works and how well they are my uh, one of my chiropractor friends um, I've had for quite a long time adopted two children from Russia uh, three years ago, I guess, or something like that. But he's made sure, and he's done the fight. He fought to make sure they didn't get um, vaccinations. And he's done all the right things by them, and they're never sick. 
and they just accept that and expect that. They don't expect to be sick or to hurt or to get all the diseases that the other kids in school get, so they don't. Their immune systems are strong when they are threatened by um, viruses or other things at school. He does the holistic things that he needs to do, and, and believe me, we help each other figure these things out. Um, to make sure that they stay well and their and their teeth are perfect and their bodies are great and they're aligned and they get regular chiropractic adjustments so that the sports that they play and the sleeping positions they get into and uh, all those things don't mess up that alignment which is the main plug the main um, wires to keep your body going and he teaches them the same way I teach mine it's just, this is what is going on with your body and this is how it works and this is what we do to keep it working you know, if you're if you're into um, auto mechanics, you start teaching your kids about how engines work and how the cars work, or airplanes, or trains, or bicycles, or roller skates. You teach them all those things, but you can't. We can't seem to make the analogy between all the things that we use in our lives for transportation, all the things that use energy. We can't seem to make the analogy that our bodies are the first. Um, uh, those first engines, those first vehicles for taking our journeys and and we should know more about them than we do about the cars, the airplanes, the trains, or the roller skates. So start just start doing that. And if you're a teacher and you're trying to get some of this information, um, medicine wheels or circles are a wonderful way to teach children communication and once you teach them that communication skill, how to share with each other in a loving, healing way, they'll start sharing things about themselves where they can then get those questions answered um, no matter what age they are so that they know they know what age they they need to start taking charge of their own health as um, children in in kindergarten etc they're they're going to go to their teachers they're going to go to their parents but as they get older they need to take charge themselves and once they have the basics it won't be so hard to do it's actually fairly simple isn't it i've tried to keep holistic health simple for all of you <laughs> and i and i and i think i do pretty good um, my 21-year-old daughter just left yesterday, and she's back at work today, and becoming a holistic dentist, which is a, um, a, a noble field, because the teeth do impact your entire body, and we've talked about that in the dentistry podcast that you can go to and check out. Um, if your teeth are sick, your body's sick. If your colon's sick, your body's sick. If your feet are sick, your body's sick. So you, you really want to concentrate on the spine, the teeth, the colon, and the feet. If you know nothing else, if you haven't got time to learn anything else, learn about those four areas because they protect and harbor everything else, all your other organs and systems, and help them to stay healthy. Um, 80% of your health problems come from one of those areas, your spine, your teeth, your colon, or your feet. So when your child starts to walk and they're putting shoes on, which they should be, um, make sure that those shoes are very supportive. Don't let them go barefoot on concrete slab houses because what they're going to do is break down their arches and, and their metatarsals, their the bones in their toes are going to collapse and they'll end up with flat feet and that affects the entire your spine and every other system in the body so you don't want them to run barefoot on concrete now if they're outside and on the beach or they're on the ground and it's good ground it's not full of 
glass and funguses and all those kinds of things, they can run barefoot. Or they could put on a moccasin-type shoe and at least protect their skin from absorbing whatever chemicals are in the ground around them, but they can do that. But most people these days, especially... Well, I learned that the hard way, but um, if you're not in an older home up in, in the industrial north or you're in other countries, you, you live on concrete slabs. And concrete does not help the feet, nor does it therefore help the body reflexively. So when they start to walk, you don't want them barefoot on concrete. You want them always supported. And you need to do the same thing. If you're running around barefoot, you throw those work shoes off as soon as you get home and you run around barefoot, you're hurting yourself. So they don't need to see you do that either. Um, and then as they as they get start picking out their clothes and you start clothing them, make sure that you're using natural things on their, it, to wash their clothes. Don't use these strong, harsh detergents, and don't even use oh, what's that baby one, whatever it is, without looking at what chemicals are in there, because their bodies are absorbing the chemicals every time you get them dressed. <laughs> Excuse me. And don't take them out in public in the freezing cold when they're six weeks old with no clothes on. I've seen that. They take them out to restaurants to show off the baby. It's all ego-oriented and is not in the baby's best, best interest. And in most other countries other than the United States, you take a baby out before they're six months old, you're going to get stoned by some of the people around you because you shouldn't be. They do not have immune systems yet. You haven't given them a chance to grow into being a human being detached from you and from God yet. And you're taking them out into this toxic world where many things can happen to them. So don't be doing that either. If they're little tiny babies, you know, keep them little tiny babies and keep them close and keep them protected. Um, from there, you should just go to book two and start reading what else you need to do with these children as time goes on because there there is a a long path of guidance and and education that needs to happen so that children are not on antidepressants when they're ten years old. Why would a child be depressed if they love their life and they love themselves and they're not, no matter I don't care if they're poor, you know being poor doesn't kill you. I've been poor many, many times. Maybe I still am. I don't know. But I found ways, creative ways, to make my life what I needed to make it. And that's what children have to learn. Not to wallow in self-pity. Not to go into their cultural little um, uh, groups and packs and gangs and say, well, everybody's against us and we'll never make it because of our color or our race or our cultural backgrounds or where we live or what my father did or what my mother did. It has nothing to do with anything. You know, the world is out there. If you use your eyes and your ears, the world is out there for you to create whatever you want your life to be. And if you stumble and if it doesn't always work, great. You may learn. You might learn something that you were supposed to learn when you came here in the first place. So it's not a bad thing. If, uh, if things are hard, that's good too. Because if they were too easy, you'd get bored with them. And then you'd tell me that, you know, you have to watch television all day because you're bored with life. So uh, there's a, just a whole bunch of things that we need to do with our kids to teach them holistic health, and mainly it's it's starting with you. If you're bored, if you're on uh, antidepressants and you're taking Advil every day and you're on hormones and you're on birth control pills and you're putting creams and lotions all over your body and putting all this makeup on and not doing what you're supposed to be doing, whether you're a man or a woman, your child's going to do the same thing.
and also re then also rebel. But if you're only doing it a little, they'll do it more. If you're doing it too much, they may do try to beat you at it and even do more. So it's up to you as parents, as teachers, as, as role models in the community, no matter what your job is, you're the one that makes the difference. And it's you make a difference one person at a time. Now, I've said it before, and I hate to use the Coke commercial, but that's what it is, that you're going to be remembered for the things that you say and do. Everything that you say and do, you will be remembered. And uh, I personally want to be remembered for doing the good things and at least trying to do the best I could. So I, I hope that all of you are doing the same thing. Um, we're getting away from hurricane season, so I won't be talking about hurricanes anymore. Big Dave, uh, I got your email about how I must be obsessed with hurricanes. Well, this is the first year in history we had six named storms in the Gulf of Mexico. So being historically correct as I am, I had to go ahead and focus on some of those because it did impact more than 13 million people's lives, and that's, that's what I'm here for. Um, and guess what? Go back and check. But I wasn't wrong about any of the hurricanes. <laughs> I told you where they were going and um, probably what they were going to do. So I guess I did okay. And, and yeah, I don't know, you can tell me if I did or not. But um, there, we do have a little hurricane page on our website. It shows you some of the before and after pictures of Hurricane Ike in Texas. Um, there's a picture of Katrina in there, too, when Katrina hit the coast three years ago. So you might want to go to the hurricane page. <laughs> don't stay away from the water page. The water page is still very important. If people had had... Um, solar generators, solar air conditioners, and um, water generators during all of these storms, regardless of where they were, Kentucky, Tennessee, New York, Ohio, New Jersey, Maine, Pennsylvania, Texas, Arkansas, Alabama, Florida, Georgia, um, Nebraska, California, all of those different states, if people had those things in their possession, they would have fared much better and so would their neighbors because the first thing to go was electricity so solar energy is very important the next thing to go was the water so having clean water and the availability of water or the availability to make water became very important now everybody thought the most important thing was gasoline because they had to get to all these these uh, pods these uh, points of distribution to to pick up water and food and ice <coughs> guess what Gasoline shouldn't be that important, should it? And we need not to be so reliant on it in the first place. But the fact that we're spending $700 billion a year to get energy from other countries and then have to spend $700 billion to try to get ourselves out of a financial crisis um, is a very strong indicator to me that something's very wrong and we need to change things very quickly. But I'm not going to do politics today. It's just not worth it. You all know what's going on and you need to, you need to read between the lines and, and listen between the lines and discern all these things. I will be, of course, in the next couple of weeks, in October, I will have several podcasts about the politics that are going on in the United States because it does impact the world and it does impact our health. I'm also going to try to institute a, a one time a month, only once because of time constraints, but one time a month using um, Skype, which is an Internet phone service availability, so that people can call in during a live broadcast and ask their questions and uh, and get them answered on the podcast so that you don't have to write emails or forget about the question that you were going to ask when you're listening on your iPad or whatever. So we're going to try to do that. Just um, um, stay aware, and I'll let you know when that's, you know, when that's going to happen. Other than that, I will be back in uh, two days, maybe three at the most. 
and we're gonna we're gonna talk about some more specific things. So all of you kids out there who listen, thank you, and tell your parents that you want to learn these things, and and you'll teach them if they won't learn themselves. And all you people who have kids or are planning on having kids, please pay attention and read book two. Um, forget the cures, find the cause, because it'll help you. The first the first several chapters will help you tremendously figure out how to how to deal with anything that's going on with your kids, whether they're born yet or not, and then yourself, because you have an inner child in you that needs to be taken care of too. Until then, go to EarthWalk-USA.com. This is Raina G. Thanks for listening.